When we read the Bible, we read about God doing great things. Um, heard in our first reading and gospel there about the vineyard, and in the first reading in particular, God saying he would do great things, terrible things, uh, to purify his vineyard. But people sometimes wonder, does God do anything today? If time and again we read about him being active in the Bible, doing things in the Bible, caring for his people in the Bible, does he do anything today? Well, this week marks an important milestone uh, that can, in a sense, reflect on that question. Because it's a hundred years this week since uh, the Blessed Virgin appeared to three shepherd children in Fatima in 1917. You might remember Pope Francis is uh, very keen on Fatima himself. He was there earlier this year to canonize the two youngest visionaries there. He earlier had brought the statue from Fatima to Rome in order that he could consecrate the entire world to the Sacred Heart, uh, the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady uh, of Fatima. And Fatima is one of those places where God has manifested his power in a mighty and public manner and done so as he often does so through the hands of his Blessed Mother. So for those of you that aren't familiar, in Fatima, um, so in the year 1917, three shepherd children, Lucia, Jacinta and Francesco, aged 10, 9 and 8, in a little village in a remote part of Portugal, a place that is still remote, these children claimed to have seen a vision of Our Lady. And for a long time, their family didn't believe them, called them liars. The local priests didn't believe them. The local mayor, as part of a, a viciously anti-Catholic government in Portugal at that time, uh, arrested the three children, separated these little children and interrogated them brutally, threatened each of them that he would boil them alive in oil if they didn't recant their story. And yet they insisted, no, we have seen the lady. And on the 13th day of six consecutive months, as she promised them, she appeared to them in this cove outside the village. And as you might imagine, people were curious and people gathered on the, the 13th of the month and prayed with them to see what might happen. And in particular, the final vision on the 13th of October, which is the anniversary this week, Our Lady said in advance that on that day she would work a miracle in public for everyone who came to see. Now it's a rare thing for a miracle to be announced in advance. And so it's hardly surprising that a great many people were curious. So there were 70,000 people that came there on that day. Many who were devout, but many who weren't. 
many atheists who came to scoff and ridicule the event. Many also, and this is in a sense a great thing for us today looking back, many journalists came to report it in the newspapers, thinking that there'd be you know, a wonderful thing to mock the church over about this great non-event that would happen. And yet precisely because those secular journalists were there, the newspapers in the days and weeks that followed recorded what happened. And they recorded in particular this thing called the miracle of the sun that in a way utterly inexplicable. The sun danced around the sky plunging up and down, plunging down to the earth, sending the people in terror, thinking they were going to be uh, destroyed by the sun. And then went back to normal. And although it had been pouring with rain and that the ground and the people were all drenched, and you see the photographs of everyone there with umbrellas, as soon as the event was over, the ground and everyone was dry. And the skeptic might say, well, it was all just a hallucination. But there's never been a time in history when 70,000 people have all experienced the same hallucination. But in my opinion, the greatest miracle of Fatima wasn't the miracle of the sun, and it wasn't the many sick people that were cured on that day. But I think the most remarkable thing is the, the prophecies that Our Lady gave uh, in those visions. Prophecies in which she spoke in the year 1917 at the beginning of the 20th century about all the horrors that would unfold during the 20th century. She spoke during the First World War in 1917, about how that war would soon end, but it would be followed by a greater and more terrible war. She spoke too about how a great many Christians would, be, would suffer and would be martyred. And in England, we might not be aware of it, but in the 20th century, 27 million Christians were martyred in our so-called civilized age. 27 million. That's more Christian martyrs than all of the entire history of the church put together. And Pope John Paul II had all of this documented and, and put together, that the, all the centuries of the previous two millennia, but that the 20th century was an era of great persecution of the church. But my point to you is that not only did Our Lady prophesy that all this would happen in these visions, but she gave this prophecy as a warning, a warning with a remedy, that if the people did what Our Lady called for, then these evils could be averted. And the remedy she offered those children and the wider world and still us today is very simple. That she called for prayer, especially daily rosary. She called for penance, that we should make sacrifices to atone for 
our sins and the sins of the world that offend our Lord so much. She said that in all things, we should entrust ourselves to her immaculate heart, to her motherly care that she said would be our refuge. Now many ignored that call, but many followed it. And Pope John Paul II holds um, that it's because of the response of so many to Our Lady of Fatima uh, that a very particular event in those visions was changed. That in those visions, the Pope was shot amidst all of the martyrdom. And you'll recall that in the year that John Paul II was shot. So he was shot in the year 1981. And he was shot on the anniversary of the apparitions of Fatima. And he says that it was Our Lady's hand that guided the bullet and spared his life in response to so many people hearing and answering her call. And so he took the bullet that the doctors took out of his flesh and he had it embedded in the crown on the statue of Our Lady of Fatima. And the point of all this is quite simple, as quoted in the newsletter by the then Cardinal Ratzinger, that prayer can change the course of history and prayer can change your life and can change mine. To come back to the question I began with, God's active in the Bible, but is he still active today? Does he still care for his vineyard, the church, today? Well, Fatima is just one of many events indicating that, yes, the Lord is still active, he still cares for you and for me and guides the course of history.